0: April 19th neoliberal podcast, and I figured I'd take some notes and give you the pros and cons. So, I'm gonna start with the pros. I enjoyed that when you talked about gun reform, you immediately talked about the Second Amendment. I'm an independent, more leaning towards libertarian, so that's very important to me. I'm glad you touched on that. Um, I'm also glad that you referenced the Poverty Scholarly article that you did. Um, I think, you know, poverty is something that really has to be taken into consideration uh, when talking about these realist kind of arguments, because it's something that is affecting folks in the Caribbean, the U.S., and worldwide. I also like that you touched on the drug epidemic and um that's going on um specifically in kensington i wish you would have talked a little bit more on how that may uh be government um or pharmaceutical uh induced um, i also liked as well um you referenced the former belgian prime minister von hofstad and how he said sanctions don't work against democracy you know work against democracies not autocracies that really stood out and really resounded in my head um and how that's uh you know it's really time for the council to change strategy and have full sanctions imposed um i like how you really rallied the audience back to how we reconcile how we hold uh people accountable um and I think one way that we do that is um, holding your representatives accountable. Um, for instance, Germany, Canada, France, and the U.S., all big election years. Hold them motherfuckers accountable at the polls is one way. And then boycotting and divesting is another way, you know, that the people could really discuss. Um, I enjoyed how you touched on Russian disinformation. Um, I really would have been interested in you know how that manifests um in like a material way um I would have been interested in hearing that um I enjoyed how you touched on yeah working class people here in America are very against this war um funding for infrastructure and uh, federal uh, minimum wage increase has been passed so yeah a lot of people are against that um, vets are also against this war as a former veteran i know a lot of vets that are against this war um you talked about the hypocrisy of russian sanctions and how putin says that talks are at a stalemate um those are just some of the kinds uh, of um sorry that i we're interested in and that really stuck out to me so i wanted to share that with you okay and now here's the cons ronaldo one thing that i noticed you have not talked about as of yet are the minsk agreements that were supposed to happen between the ukraine and russia back in 2015. these talks have been at a stalemate because uh Ukraine and outside Ukrainian interference that won't acquiesce or at least meet in the middle for Russian concessions. Um, Also you've you've yet to talk about the Zelensky election and how just like here in America where our elections were compromised in 2020 by Dominion voting systems, how Dominion also has some stake uh, in the Ukrainian elections. Um, You haven't discussed the World Economic Forum, that's also a con for me, in terms of World Economic Forum interference in Ukrainian affairs and business dealings. Um, I also noticed you haven't discussed the bio labs that were confirmed last month in Ukraine on the Russian border, uh that were funded and managed by US and also confirmed by the under Secretary of State Victoria Newland. Um another thing that I noticed, uh if full sanctions are imposed, that means a full stop on Nord Stream too. So I'm wondering, um is the EU, um, are they ready for that total shutoff of Russian-based energy? I don't think they're really ready for those problems yet. Just me looking at this as a sociologist, political scientist, uh, military strategist. Um, Also, um, I've noticed that there hasn't been a discussion there's been you did slightly discuss on the donbass people's republic but you haven't discussed in terms of russia emancipating that region of the donbass people's republic and the Luhan's people's republic and why that happened because the minsk agreements haven't uh taken place as of yet i got a part two to the con stay tuned real quick cons part two so i stopped on the luhans and donbass people's republic another thing that i noticed is that haven't really discussed u.s media censorship or tyranny uh, we've discussed a lot of um you know russian disinformation but not so much uh u.s or deep state uh, disinformation and censorship another interesting thing that i noticed is that closing ukraine airspace uh, or implementing a no-fly zone or even a diet no-fly zone, that's a realist military war strategy and to even implement that would signify that we are in fact at war um, and that's something that I think we should highly, highly stay away from. We do not have a president that is a military trained president um,
1: and I have to, I have to, I have to stop right here because um. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Neoliberal Round podcast. My name is Ronaldo McKenzie, and that is my my ADP for those of us who understand fraternal language. My ADP, um, and the act- Dr. Nolan Fontaine, who is actually at the University of Ontario in, in Toronto in, in Canada, completing his PhD or his Doctor of Education there. And um, he has uh, submitted some recordings of, regarding the show. He's an, a fierce listener of the show, the Neil Round podcast. And he listened to my lo- last podcast and he had some, uh, some pros and some cons. And I really appreciate the feedback. And if you guys have feedback, please share them. But I had to share them with the show because he was onto something. And I appreciate the, the feedback, what, positive or negative. That's how you grow. You grow when you are open to positive feedback and negative feedback. Um, And sometimes they are good. Sometimes they are bad. Sometimes they are below the belt. And people respond to, as I said to you, people respond to stimuli differently depending on who you are, your training, and how you view things and so on and so forth. Okay. But for me, as it relates to, as it, in terms of what I'm doing, I need the positive and the negative and what and the crazies, whatever, bring it bring it on because it, this is how we grow, this is how we develop and, um, and I constructively look at them because I think that they are instructive, okay? They are instructive. But just so you know, um, I have dealt, we have over 40 episodes, we almost have 50 episodes here at the neoliberal and we have been dealing with the issue of Ukraine and the Ukrainian Russian war, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. We have had, we have been discussing that issue for several weeks now, and we, since they, since I think the third, or fourth day into the war, or fifth day into the war, we have been broadcasting and we have covered all of some, of, all of the, some of the topics that um, uh, my ADP, my brother, my fraternal brother from Five Beta Sigma, and um, and my has uh, indicated that we need to explore, and probably what we need to do is to go back and explore some of the things but in fact we we did explore some of them but probably we need to touch with them touch on them in a little bit more because we may have done so in passing but um as it relates to the Minsk agreement in 2015 and russian concessions um we we dealt with that it, we we released we we released an, a, an an article that was published by the russian news agency that speaks to genocide It was uh, about a one or two hour show that we did. Um, And if you, about um, breaking news, um, Russian news agency predicts some kind of um, genocide. And we talked about this deep state issue, and you can go back to that. And we also wrote an article, but we may have to revisit that later on. But as it relates to this Russian um, concession, I am talking about... If I'm talking about power, privilege, status and position and respecting and valuing the individual, if every individual, every individual, every person, we all have a responsibility to demonstrate a level of independence and sovereignty. If Ukraine as a a nation... If Ukraine as a nation wants to direct their life in a particular way, shouldn't they be able to direct their life in that particular way? What What are we talking about in terms of Russian concessions? If you... Russia does not... Russia is Mother Russia. Russia does not want to concede anything. The fact of the matter is if you look at what I have said about who and what Russia is Russia is about denazifying Ukraine and and, and and stating their control of the region and the fact that Ukraine the Ukrainians elected President Zelensky that's not what Russia wanted and many people believe that There was some kind of conspiracy while Zelensky was elected. But the fact of the matter is, they had an election, okay, and Zelensky won. And Zelensky is Jewish and probably pro-Western, and that's what the people voted for. And Russia is upset with that and what that means for Russia. And he couldn't care less what that means for Ukraine, because Ukraine is also a sovereign nation. And we are an interdependent country. They, th- Russia, wants to be able to be the only one in the region to be able to to trade and to do international agreements, and, the, and all the other countries in the region must depend on Russia. The problem what Russia has is that it's Ukraine becoming a strong nation, an independent, a strong nation. They are developing. And, and eventually they will rival Ukraine, Russia. That's a problem for Russia. So when we talk about, I mean, please, we have to understand this in terms of, and we have published several articles about Russia and, sev- and what they are trying to do. And, what, and in March 16th speech, and I invite all of you to listen, to look at the previous uh, um, episode I've carried. But we, we need to look at this deeply. There is no Russian concession. It is as if, let's say for example, the Caribbean people, when they got independence, they had to, there were some concessions, the concessions that to to keep the queen as the head of state. To that effect. But if they want, that's, that's, but if they wanted to get rid of the queen as the head of state, then that would, then that would have posed a problem. Case in point. I'm not saying that's what really happened. I'm just saying case in point here the problem is for russia is that and if you read the article we talk about the denazification of ukraine they are willing to kill in order to and to say that they're denazifying drain ukraine they have a problem with ukraine and the development that's going on with, with ukraine and and the western style development and it poses; it is rivaling their power. It is rivaling Russia's motherhood. Russia, mother, Russia must be the only country in that region. Russia wants to be the thing. Is Russia wants to be the US in the region, so to speak, the dominant country? And Ukraine is developing, and all the other and all the other countries that were part of the Soviet Union, with they are developing, and they are eventually are going to be rivaling Russia's and. Power, and that's a, that poses a problem for Russia. So, and, but we have dealt with these issues before. So, if the, the people selected Zelensky, and that's a problem. And so they're willing to interfere. That, no, but that's a problem when, it, when we talk about power. When God, when other countries want to want to to impose and penetrate their whole over another country and who they want. If you read the article. That was that was published by Putin in the Russian state agencies. It didn't say Putin, but it's the Russian state agency, the Kremlin state agency, news agency. They control the news. If you read that long article that I, I, I talked about on, uh, on, on a previous uh, that talks about Russian news agency, I can't remember the, the podcast. Presented. It was deep. It's telling you have to hear that podcast where I revealed much. And the one on March 16 about Putin, uh, March the March 17th podcast. Listen to my March 17th podcast, and also listen to my April uh, April 9th podcast. That's uh, breaking news. Russian news state agency is predicting genocide. And, and you can look at that. That was it's about an hour and fifty-five minutes, and it was deep. It was telling where I talk about the intentions of Russia so, and the ideology. So you have to look at this in terms of an, uh, the ideological goal of, of Putin. And when we talk about denazification of Ukraine, he's talking about draining Ukraine of Western-type values, and they want to, to to destroy any inkling of that. And you talk about closing the Ukrainian air zone they may I'm telling you they, because if they don't do that, I've already talked about that, but I want to hear what you have to say some more about this particular issue because this is this is deep. Let me hear what you have to say some more about this
0: Khans part two so I stopped on the Luhans and Donbass People's Republic. Another thing that I noticed is that haven't really discussed u s media censorship or tyranny, uh, we've discussed a lot of um You know, Russian disinformation, but not so much uh, U.S. or deep state uh, disinformation and censorship. Another interesting thing that I noticed is that closing Ukraine airspace uh, or implementing a no-fly zone or even a diet no-fly zone, that's a realist military war strategy. And to even implement that would signify that we are, in fact, at war. Um, And that's something that I think we should highly, highly stay away from. We do not have a president that is a military trained president. um, And, you know, that would definitely cause a war. Um, We talk about the U.N. Security Council, but we also forget that Russia is chair of the U.N. Security Council. Um, So I think we also need to take that in consideration when talking about imposing full sanctions on russia and everything too right because the chair as we know in sigma stares that agenda um peace talks i believe have come at a stalemate because you've had turkey trying to lead it who they ain't gonna talk to you've had france trying to lead it Black sea ports and everything not to mention they still got their navy in the black sea and uh in ukraine had them there for 200 years but you know that's neither here nor there that concludes my cons if you want to hear more from me holla at me um i love what you're doing with the neoliberal um and at the same time you know i'm gonna give it to you straight raw the good the bad and the indifferent go my friend cons part two
1: that was uh that was dr nolan fontaine um, and he is doing a, a great, um, actually, I told you he's at the University of Ontario, or Toronto is it, and um, working on actually a curriculum, a, a curriculum and a book, and um, that will be coming out soon. And we will have him on the show. We will have him on the show soon. Thank you for listening.